Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks, and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you. Good morning. A little late getting started, but I don't mind. <clears throat> First of all, thank you to everyone for all of your generosity to support this mandala, this uh, center of sanity in a pretty crazy world. It's incredibly crazy. In the midst of the craziness is, of course, intelligence, insight, kindness, love, relatively. Thank you. I saw a Juzan using his phone yesterday, so I thought, well, you can do that. Why couldn't I use that as a kind of a backup to yeah, my memory? Just astonished with his memory that he can't just remember everything. Is that disappointing to you? Okay, got that settled. So thank you for your generosity. Please, if you can, continue to help us. We've got. Uh, if you saw our, if you were, if you if you were to see our financial situation, you'd be astonished, because some of our very conservative. Uh, I don't really call them members, but they're kind of like members, are pretty amazed that we do some of the stupid things we do. But they work out. Karma House looked ridiculous. We bought it anyway. Uh, Garuda House looks ridiculous from a certain conservative point of view, but we do it anyway. It's always about the intention. I don't care if you're making breakfast. It's about the intention, not the result. If you catch on to that, I can't promise anything, but you'd be a lot happier. There's all kinds of re results hanging around the corner to come and kick you in the butt. <clears throat> so thank you, and please continue to help us. If you want to know more about any of that, you can contact some of the people that have a lot of free time, like Munio. <laughs> Or, geez, or uh, Juzan or Shodo or Ondo would be, be happy to just get up from their nap and help you. So I, a while back, I gave a uh, gave a talk called "The First Wake Up," and then. Now I'm going to give a talk called The Second Wake Up. You may think you know what that is. Or you may not. I probably ought to take some time to respond to all these texts first. No, I'll wait. Priorities take time. There's how much I weigh. You do have to do this too. Go through all the other things. Oh, here it is. This is. I want to read this. I wrote it, but I had to be able to just 
come off the top of my head. The first wake up is a wake up call to see that you are being completely controlled, deluded, and imprisoned by your beliefs, opinions, and your relative knowledge of everything. People want to control you, uh, starting from your parents to everybody else around you. And then eventually you that you get contaminated and you want to control. You think that's how you do it, is you just control stuff that you want. You don't want that, so you push it out. of You, you do want more of that, you grab onto it and pull on it. The whole world's doing this in some way. Some of it, sometimes it's in a three-piece suit. Your opinions, you're completely controlled and deluded by, imprisoned by your beliefs, opinions, your relative knowledge of everything. It's obvious that the politicians and corporations in this culture are in control. And also your family or your own mind is trying to control and, and a, a constant evaluation and coming out of the mind stream. Oh, I can't got that. I can't get it. This. I've got to remember to not push, do this, that. So first wake up as you actually see that you might need to approach this in a different way. Some people have that first wake up and immediately go to the psychiatrist, the therapist, or to someone who can give them drugs to cover it up. Or go to, to as many people go do, go to the bar and drink until that those feelings go away. It's, it's, you, you might disagree. You might think that people don't do it that way. Yeah, yeah maybe you're right. Maybe I'm misperceiving that. But look very closely at anything you do. Look at the motivation for what you do. Just look, you could say that it's a why question, but still, and it can turn into a what question eventually, but the what comes down to identity, not about a cause, not about necessarily about some kind of a tertiary uh, causation. Look closely, please. The first wake up is to see that and begin to train your mind to see the ultimate wake up, which is to wake up to who you really are and what all that other stuff really is. So, but then there's the second wake up, <clears throat> which when I wrote that, I didn't know what this one would show up, but it started to show up this morning. So I have not thought it through, written it down. I don't even have any notes for it. So what is it I'm going to say? I have no idea. If I'm sitting up here with some kind of idea of what I'm going to do, uh, then it then it just becomes uh, not so helpful. It can become pretentious, and it could become something like, my, I want to push my ideas off on you. The second wake up is to wake up to the possibility. If you happen to run into a teacher, a teaching, a community, that there's a possibility you run into that, and you, and you notice that just through contrast that you've been doing this, been doing this. You might, you might have even been in, a, in another spiritual community where you had another teacher and you changed to possibly this teacher. Or you have this teacher and you meet someone else and you change to another teacher, right or wrong or extra. I'm not like more right than everyone. You might need to go study with Shinzen Young or some other, name other teachers, but all kinds of other teachers. Might have to do that. I don't know. But the second one is when you start to practice, uh, you start to awaken to, it might be, it's different for each person. Some people start practicing and after three weeks, eight weeks, two months, uh, a year and nine months, 
this is incredible. I'm just so lucky to have stumbled onto this teacher, this teaching, this way of practicing. You might go through that. That's that's a an aspect of the second wake up is this might help me. This might be something I need to do. This might be something that the closer I look at it becomes more and more choiceless. And it can also be something that that you miss, you know, it's like you just miss the subway. It's coming through and you see it, you got onto the, you had the first wake up, you got on the platform, and then the second wake up, you just, you just didn't get in the door soon enough. So when you end up still on the platform, waiting for other things to happen or show up, or maybe you get off and you go back to what you were doing 15 years ago or 15 months ago. That second one is very important. And, and that's why it is necessary to have the three jewels, the three jewels eventually you become the, the three jewels. But initially, it's seeing the value of having a, someone who's over there, a mentor, a teacher who will not bullshit you. Not try to control you, get your money. Manipulate you in some way that goes away in some in some ways, for some people that's kind of disheartening. You would rather be manipulated by somebody that you seem to have some relative respect for. You would rather say, tell, tell me what to do. I have people even come occasionally and say, I'm all yours. Let me, you know, I want to, what should I do next? And I say, face the wall, always. And it's not because there aren't other things that may come up occasionally. I may think of something else. I may, I may, even, I, I may even say, do you really want to do this? You really want to meditate? Don't do anything unless you have to. I say train your mind, but if you don't have to do that, do something else. Be respectful to your karma. You're only going to get so many chances. Not more than 3,682 chances. But you won't remember a damn one of them. Because the nature of consciousness is not about grasping, hanging on <laughs> positions. It's because there isn't anyone. So that second wake up is like, it might be, uh, it would be different with each person. That's why I say, I wouldn't talk to each other too much about what you're experiencing. A little, you could study together, that's good. But to chit chat about what your experiences are and how that compares to ayahuasca and uh, what happened with LSD and what happened with the, you know, this really great bud that came from South America. You all know what I'm talking about. Comparing and shopping and comparing and shopping, but they called it the spiritual supermarket. This, this, all of this information is coming out of me. It just, it just comes out. I don't think about it ahead of time. I don't plan. I have no idea what I'm even saying 10 minutes from now. And it doesn't matter because it is situational. You do not have to retain or maintain anything. You want an R word, then receive. Want an M word, then meditate. All of these, uh, the koans down through the centuries, all of the teachings have been saying, uh, almost tricking, using our, drawing us in with our logic. The illogical mind is drawn into the, into the cave of demons, and uh, and then 
we grasp at those demons by running away. We grasp at those demons by fighting with them. We grasp at those demons by shutting down passion, aggression, and ignorance. So you might you might have a situation where um, your in your life relationship dynamics start to come become very very difficult for you. And rather than uh, in, the, in the mundane path, we just fight with that or get divorced or go into counseling or any kinds of ways to do that. But if you're a meditator, if you're a practitioner, you might want to just receive that for a while. This doesn't mean that if you're in a really difficult situation, you shouldn't immediately go and get a divorce. Of course you should look closely at it. Everything is a teacher. If you're a student, even someone threatening your life, it's still a teacher. Why? Because the fundamental situation is nothing is separate. You have to understand that at least a little bit intellectually for you to enter, even entertain, if you want to call it entertain, the idea that everything you're looking at is a mirror. Everything you're looking at is not, it's not somebody else. But we maintain and reify, reestablish, reinforce, and build a huge construct called me by blaming that, accusing, or giving credit to. You, if you, if you, you can do that with a teacher. It's a very interesting area of way narcissism can show up through adoration to the teacher. Devotion is not adoring something. Although the teacher might adore you. But there isn't anyone to do that. There's just adoration. There's just love. And it's it may be emotional, but it's not emotional. It's just this. Emotions might get in the way of your clarity or your wisdom mind. If you're wise, you won't know it. If you know it, you're not so wise. You're just a wise guy. So the second wake up is seeing how the path that you've gotten on or joined or practicing in is going to show up so many different ways. And that that wake up will be seeing how the things that you thought maybe before you started or in the first 10 minutes of your, this one I'm setting up as the second stage, the second wake up, uh, you might see that that's not working so well. You might even stop meditating for a while. You might do it deliberately to see contrast. I, I meditate every day, almost every day. I'm just going to stop meditating for, I think I've told people to do that before, some people. Especially the people who don't have any problem meditating. So that second one, uh, the path quality of it can be difficult because perhaps what you've been doing in your life and with your karma is you've been covering up, covering up, covering up, 10 years old, 8 years old, 15 years old, 18, 19, 20, covering up, covering up. I'm, I just got, a, got an intense memory of a dream I had last night of, uh, of Takado. Um, and he was uh, my son. And he was, uh, he was going with somebody. And I was, and I was trying to stop him from, from doing something. And he, he, he said, no. And I said, you know, and I, I started thinking, started thinking, you know, he's not 18 yet, so he shouldn't be able to go do this. 
I'm just telling you this as an aside, it doesn't go anywhere. But then I later on looked and saw, oh, yeah, tomorrow's his birthday. So he will be 18 tomorrow. So, so I stood corrected. And I, I remember thinking how, how I, I really need to get to him to apologize for trying to push him around and tell him to do something when, when, he, when he was 18. <laughs> uh, thank you for indulging me. So the second wake up is going to show up much differently for each person because then you actually are radically immediately and minimally when i say minimal i mean you're right down on that area of the mind stream that you've been able to you were able to block off before you entered the path so now it can get pretty painful but because the wake up has come into good in the beginning good in the middle good at the end the 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 up and down situation is removed by the teaching you just have to look at it you just have to be aware and but when you're aware when you're receiving some of the things you're receiving are probably just probably things you've been pushing away pushing away pushing away and pushing away here you are in a situation where now your awareness has not gone over the top it's not looking down over the top of the mountain you don't really have fruition particularly but you have little fruitions about uh, sometimes it's, they try to get that into stages on the path and i think that's a little bit disrespectful to people's karma to try to put them in a category you must be in the third boomy no i'm actually i'm on the fourth well it doesn't look like it to me because look how you look what you said to sarah the other day does that look like a fourth boomy you know we are we doing that probably should you be doing that do anything that you have to do just be aware of it i wouldn't murder anybody that's not good but you may have to i've said that years ago you do not have that much say so about your karma go look in the mirror how much say so did you have there other than you might have gotten a haircut so it seems to be very necessary to understand this second wake up where you're seeing that you're now that you've gotten away from the the chains of society, the beliefs, the conclusions, the conjunctions that are happening there that cause us to just believe what all the world so-called leaders say and do right up to or right down to and including our mom and dad and our family and how we were treated, even if we were treated very generously and very kindly and respectfully, still, still samsara. Some people don't have enough difficulty or stress in their life to even even enter the spiritual path, the true spiritual path, which is uh, desolation to ego. There's, there, there's less and less success, less and less reference points on the path. It, become, it can become more and more difficult. For others on this, what I'm calling this second uh, wake up, we're starting to awaken to aspects of our mind and be becoming responsible for things in, in our mind. We see we're actually generating concepts and judgments and ideas to pin on other people and to enforce that and to get reinforcement by talking to ourselves and say, well, they actually are doing that. Well, they actually are being mean to me or 
Of course they are. It's samsara. People are suffering and they're trying to get rid of, most people are trying to get rid of their difficulty by blaming or by controlling. If you can control something, then it can't bother you. Like, a, a, doesn't it seem kind of totally insane to any of you just to look at the way we handle uh, people who are uh, having difficulty handling their emotions and feelings and their understanding of, of being alive and put them in a box and lock it? That just look totally bizarre. Why would you do that? And especially someone who did something socially unacceptable at the age of 15 and now, and you know, 40 years later, we still have them in a prison in a box. I mean, I can name, look, uh, uh, I'm not going to name people, but there are people in, in locked up right now. That just shouldn't be there. Shouldn't be going on. But it's the, the structure of the society, and there's just those structures, but there's also little parts of it that we don't see, just like there are little parts of our own confusion, our own self-imprisoning aspect of our mind, because we have, want to live up to something, live up to a standard of something of what, what, what a bodhisattva is, rather than discover that, see that for ourselves. <clears throat> So the second wake up is going to show up differently for for different people. Some some people might actually think it's the it's the, the final awakening. It could show up that way, depending on the karma that comes together as your particular lifetime. Good. Uh, there are people out there writing books on this about how to awaken. How to awaken. I should write a book. How to awaken. I probably won't. It is not something else. It is. It is not the the third. Even though there might be a third uh, awake, which I'll I'll give that talk at some point, probably no guarantee of anything. But it's not a state of mind. It is mind and without personhood. And if you realize it, you are you are not concerned about outcomes, but you are concerned about intention. That's the only only say so you have is your intention. You cannot reach out and do anything. This is an illusion. Pick that up. Why did you drop that? Well, you didn't actually drop it. You were distracting me when I was reaching for it. Go back. <laughs> I'm training slaves here. Get everybody to obey the elderly. Okay, enough silly business. Questions? <clears throat> Using the analogy of the first wake up being being on the platform and the second wake up getting on the train. Once we get on the train, is it possible to get off? Yes, don't get off. Get off, because once you get off, then you've got to go through a whole set looking for uh, looking for another way to deal with your neurosis or with your your sad feelings or your your depressed feelings or whatever it may be. Just once you get on this, the reason I say this, if you want a reason, is this this doesn't have some kind of a guarantee at the end. It's not your. If you think about it, anything that's guaranteed 
this is a relative truth. It's making money out of relative truth, which can be done. You can you can actually do that. But if you get off, then you're right back into that same spiritual materialism dynamic that's everywhere. Whereas if you stay on, then it is your path. Even though there might be all kinds of people on there with you, it's your path. It's your path. Go ahead. Is staying on the train a form of maintenance? Somewhat. It's like just like coming in the zendo, living in a monastery, uh, receiving jukai, which you have. You've been here for years, and you're, you know, sometimes you get sick or something, and so you uh, have difficulty there. You, you move your life aside and live that way for a while, working with that, and then when you're done. When that backs off, then come back in and keep practicing. You're here. You you you've had many temptations to leave here. I know that, even though you've not shared all of them with me. I don't. You don't have to. And I'm not reading your mind. Mine's not separate. It sure looks like it. Keep going if you have more. Ask that one question. Is there any ease in staying on the train? Of course there is. That's part of the part of being on the train. Is this is difficult, but you hear me say, I say as much as I can, you can do this. My teacher, my first teacher, Chogyam Trungpa, most important thing he said to me that you can do this. I would come with all the reasons I couldn't do anything. And I was a complete loser. I don't know if I used those words. And he said, he didn't explain anything. He didn't, he didn't jump into my soap opera. He listened to it, but he didn't, he didn't go into it. He says, you can do it. You can do this. Keep sitting. That's all I got from him. That's all I needed. I'm not sure if he engaged with, engaged with others on a more, conversational level, but he didn't with me. And when I was going through this so-called, I'm not going to pin anything down, but it's uh, the, the um, second wake-up stage, which is decades and decades, um, those words meant a lot to me. I would think about it, even though he was gone. possible to be halfway on the train? In other words, you feel like your feet are dragging on the tra- on the ground like that? Yeah. That's part of your path. Just look at it. Do not repair that. Do not fix it. It's nothing to correct. Be responsible for what happens in your mind. It, it, is, it is your mind from the point of view of it's not separate, and it's not your mind from the point of view of there's no one there. There's no solid entity there called pure appearance. <laughs> Just keep going. Just keep going. Let your foot drag on the ground. Doesn't matter. When I say it doesn't matter, of course it matters because it's it's adds to the, the conflict and the distress and the pain and the uh, insecurity of the whole thing. But do it anyway. It's your path. You can do it. Do it now. Do it in this lifetime.
When you're bowing, what does matter? Bowing. And what does matter? We can get into some kind of relative thing. You know, from the point of view of you're a monk, uh, I'm a monk, and we're a bunch of monks here, monkeys. And so we're all, this is, this means we're serious about doing this. We're going to do this. This is not a hobby. We're going to do this. And everyone's in a different stage. Some people may be participating here, uh, even in here or on Zoom and not be as, you could say, as much into this. The situation for them and their life and what's going on through their mind or my mind or your mind is so different with each person. So right and wrong or just, just a, it's just a, you might as well be sticking your head in an oatmeal box. It's just like, as soon as you go into right and wrong, you, you trap yourself in, in a polarity that, that all your, your wisdom mind is just kind of collapses because your wisdom mind is everywhere. There isn't a tree in Europe that your wisdom mind isn't full of. Totally in harmony with all the leaves. Maybe a little bit attempt at romanticism, but not really. If there's no self, then there's no romance. There's just this. If we have some ease and comfort on the path, do we need to experience more stress to no. continue? No, whatever shows up, whatever shows up on the train, whoever you meet on the train, whatever shows up there, just receive, receive, receive. And you won't produce, if I were to say it bluntly, if you want, you want, I want a really, really good teaching right now. I'll give you a really good, strong teaching that you will not be able to receive. I don't know what it is. Give me some thumbs up. Jen Zen, Jen Zen. <laughs> Shut up. More politely known as stop talking or don't say anything unless you have to. If you don't have to, I have to do this. I have to do this, even if I'm sick, I, I will, you will see it eventually, or maybe you won't, but I can't help this. If I don't show up, it's because I'm uh, either <laughs> flat on my back or no longer in this realm. And that's coming for all of us. Yes. It feels like if I don't chain myself to the inside of the train, mm -hmm. I will just fall off of it entirely. That's what the wall is. And that's what the schedule is for. The schedule isn't to boss people around us, to give you a structure. And I'm sure you've noticed this is not reinforced in some kind of macho militaristic way. If you don't come in here, no one chases you down. We might contact you. We might wonder how you're doing. But we aren't going to come at you with, why weren't you at the service? Or why weren't you? Has that ever happened to you? Has anybody ever interrogated you? I don't know. It happens in my own mind. So self-interrogation, self-reprimand. But you're aware of that. You see that you're doing it to yourself. And that's awareness, awareness, awareness. So we put ourselves in this kind of container of forms, which has different shapes. Right form, wrong form is beside the point. If somebody comes up and says, which I think Takedo recently said some part of the chants were incorrect, and we listened and looked at it and we changed it. He spent a couple of years in Japan, so he probably has a better idea of 
what these chants would be than others. And so we don't have to live up to some kind of a standard, but if it's something that someone says something about and it's possible to make that change, we can do that. But we wouldn't necessarily make a change of nobody, uh, nobody has to come to the forums. I would say, yes, you have to come to the forums, but it's situational. So you're not feeling so good. Everyone here in here has gone through different kinds of having their health or how they feel, their energy level and all of that. You didn't get enough sleep. All you have to do is say, didn't sleep well. I'll be late to uh, be late. I won't be there for, for morning service, but I'll be there at the SAMU meeting. You know, it's very situational. CCC, communicate, cooperate, collaborate. And that works very well. It works very well so that you can be responsible for your self-incrimination or for yourself uh, blaming yourself for things. That's ego. That, that, that To blame oneself for anything, even if it's true, even if you relatively did do something, I'm not saying you didn't do something. There is cause and effect happening everywhere. That's why it's such a, a blazing uh, form of yes, no, right, wrong, me, you, in front of us all the time and to see through that takes a lot of wall gazing and when you do see through it there won't uh, someone who sees through it will, will not appear the very the very seeing of it goes away the identity the subjectivity collapses that's the way of talking about it can we be both desolate experiencing the desolation and ease at the same time sure. <clears throat> Everything shows up as not to eventually. It takes a while because the picking and choosing aspect of the, 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 the ego feeds off from, if I could just, I need to be right about this. They need to see that what I'm saying is, I'm justified. Eventually, just like the, the one we talked about, uh, uh, pride and shame, those appear together. Those are not separate things. Pain and pleasure, as the, uh, the Vedyara says in the Sadhana Mahamudra. Pain and pleasure become ornaments which it is pleasant to wear. Why would you say something like that? How can you wear an ornament of pain? Wear an ornament of pleasure? What is he saying? Find out. And you don't find out necessarily by analyzing what he said. You find out by seeing that those words, that Pointing out instruction is right in your own mind, in your heart mind, and it's in you. You're ready to see that now, but you might have to look at a lot of cover-ups and a lot of uh, attempts to get off the train into some kind of a sidetrack, other station. So this will work better over here. Don't do that. The only instruction I give anyone, if they're listening to me and have anything on receive, is train your mind. Might not be able to do it under this kind of guidance. Might have to do it a different way. Not incorrect. When you bow in earlier, you said uh, that the nature of consciousness is not about grasping. How do the three poisons um, make use of it? Yes. Because the form, uh, consciousness, finds the form that it needs, or that is uh, dependently arisen. So consciousness doesn't belong to anyone. It has no location. So if uh, things seem to have location, that's an illusion. This is here and uh, someone else is over there. That, that's the illusion part of it. What was your question? 
does um, what, is, what is the nature of consciousness about if it's not about grasping? Nothing in particular. It has no has no qualities. Things that rise and may have qualities. It may be sharp or dark or light or smiling or frowning. But consciousness itself has no has no qualities, has no you can't describe it. So are you saying then that if any qualities show up, then that's an illusion? Mm -hmm. Yes. Too illusory. Is it possible to see consciousness? No. Unless it, unless it shows in a, up in a particular form. But that's like a gaboon viper, you know what that is? A what? A gaboon viper, everybody knows that. It's a phrase I use all the time. It's a huge snake in the, snake in the jungle. Gaboon viper. But it's just consciousness. But that doesn't mean if you're being, if you're manifesting as a human form, you need it better get away from that gaboon viper. Otherwise, it will eat you. Is that helpful? Well, Bujadal. Christina Bowing. Yes, Christina. Um, going back to the not to, um, yeah. and also thinking about protecting from fear. Yes. When some, someone asks for advice and, and we can see the not to-ness, that it, it could be both negative and positive. Yes. I get stuck when when that happens because I don't know whether I'm lying to say only the positive. Do I say the positive and the negative or do I just shut up? <laughs> but I've been asked. That one. Basically, I, I would, there's different ways to not say anything. And one is to actually not say anything. And the other one is to say, which is, that's Mandarin. You don't have to say that, but that's, I don't know. Or, or you could say, you could, to stay in touch with them, you could say, that's an interesting question, but I'm, I'm not sure how I would respond to that. You could, you could put it, make it tentative so the connection with the person, that, so you haven't abandoned the person. You're not functioning as some kind of a tantric master. Even though you may feel you have a lot of insight into what's happening with them, shut up. Don't help people uh, in, in the sense of your idea of helping them. Meet them where they're at. If they need to know what it is that's uh, sneaking around in the back of your mind that you are so tempted to put on them because you you will think, all about me, 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 you will think you're being helpful because that seems so correct. When they're not ready to hear that from you, even though it's relatively correct. I, I can't say it any more bluntly than this, but just don't talk. Look at them. Maybe ask them a question. You could produce a little bit, but not by way of response to the question. Say, how, how have you been working with that so far? And then they'll tell you something. And then you'll say, how does that give you some relief? You don't have to particularly turn into a, a therapist, but it's, it's that kind of approach. It's very similar to, um, to a therapeutic approach, working with some, trying to meet someone where they're at. First find out what their difficulty is and see, you might be able to, say something helpful to them, possible. I would not recommend that you tell them to meditate. 
if they ask if they ask you and they know that you meditate and they say to you, should I meditate? Say, I don't know. As I've said before, make them drag it out of you. Otherwise, there, there will not be any value. It'll just be one other thing they get off the the, the, the psychological or spiritual supermarket shelf. Maybe I'll try this. Well, I tried sh- uh, chicken tazza for uh, three days, you know, and I thought I need more than this. I, so I went six days. Still didn't help me. Looking for help. On, on that, if you're on the train and you're looking for help, uh, you need to to receive the help that is right in front of you, and it may be very very distasteful medicine. Do it anyway. What else are you going to do with your life? It's it's going away. Tick 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 tick. Talk 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 talk. Thank you. Certainly. More questions. Deb Bowling. Yes. Deb. Um, if I feel like I'm on the platform, do I have to be concerned with how long I might be there? Is there anything I need to do? You, you, Deb, you you uh, you come to this uh, um, situation uh, once or twice a week, and you're I see you on uh, on the evening as it is meditation, and I, I know you're a meditator. We've been talking. Uh, over what, a couple of years now? And I would say you're, I, I don't know for sure, but it looks like you're doing fine. Don't do anything. You don't have to move here. You don't have to become a monk. You don't have to meditate more. Um, but just keep going. And ask to ask that question is a good question. I would say no. To be able to ask that question tells me you are looking in the right direction. But you're not seeing what you want, what you would like to see there. You're not seeing the results. So therefore you're, it seems feels questionable to you and what am i here what am i saying that's fine you'd be surprised where you're at you might be further on that train than you might think thank you deb bowing you're welcome uh, when you said do it anyway is that reinforcing ego doesn't matter ego's unreal if it if if your teacher says that just do it do it anyway it's not like obeying a, a dictator, but you're, you're in that kind of relationship. So the person is telling you, do it anyway. If you, if you, if you go by your feelings and emotions and thoughts, you'll be, you'll be taken into that incredible circle that is called samsara, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, shouldn't, shouldn't, getting there, not getting there. Now I was doing pretty good, but now I'm not doing so good. Getting a little bit better, but then things are dropping off here and there. It doesn't matter. It's only about being aware of ego, not about getting rid of ego. You can't get rid of something that's unreal. The whole idea of of otherness or separation is reinforced by trying to push something away or get rid of it. Or um, yes, go ahead. It seems like when you're saying that we're uh, doing one of the three poisons, we're reinforcing ego to do, to not do that. But then you're saying it, it doesn't matter really. It doesn't. What? What matters? Mm. Save all beings. Even though there there aren't any. The illusion that there are beings is really intense. Like how you felt when you were 13 and your family dynamic. Wasn't that really intense? Painful? Yeah. Isn't some of that pain still showing up here? 
point, just observe. The, the pain and the suffering, the, cause, the things that arise in the independent origination, pratitya, samudpada, need to be here because they the, the cause, this cause, that cause, that cause, that cause, you can't even count them, there's so many. But the personhood is, is an addition. We add in and using this the reinforcement of this organism, human form, we add this is us in the situation. We need to get out of the situation. So we take drugs or we drink a lot of beer. Any of those things will soften the, soften the thing up somewhat, but then there are consequences for that, of course. Come on. I want to go back to, did you just lose when I made a, uh, asked you about <clears throat> reinforcing ego by grasping, rejecting, and ignoring? What did I say? I think you said probably or something like that. It felt like you were just losing instead of uh, arguing with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. there, there is no position. I don't have a position on anything at all. If I need, if I need a position, first thing that shows up is the bow. It doesn't make me some kind of hero. Just a vow. This is not. This is not a game. This is not. Especially that for those of you who are fully ordained, you you've made a you've receiving and observing a vow to be with all things, and to put everything before yourself. This doesn't mean you don't eat, or you don't take care of a a cut, or get some sleep, because you're you're not separate from anything. But when it comes to picking and choosing, don't don't do anything. The, the situation, if you're, if you're here and you're clear about what this is, which won't, won't feel like clarity, but if you're clear about what this is, you, you'll find yourself doing things that you're not even thinking. There's no thinking pattern. There's no preamble. No more thinking preamble before you pick this up and move it over here and throw it on the ground and say, pick this up. The teaching person, I'll get you in a minute. The teaching person functions if they're a true teacher who teaches out of what they're looking at moment by moment, but there aren't, aren't even any moments. There's just this, and it's flat out ordinary. Tamogi Shepa is the Tibetan for that, as I recall. Ordinary mind, just ordinary. <laughs> it's so simple and so scary. Yun. Yeah, Mali, you said. One of the things we really only have say so over is intention. How do I have say so over that? Because you, if you have the intention, which is the intention, you're wearing a rock suit. So you have the intention to be with all things. The, the more personalized form is save all beings. Put There's a being next to you. Put them first. That doesn't mean they get to abuse you. Excuse me, because if you're fully putting them first, then you'll know that that's not something that would be healthy for them to abuse you. So you might poke them in the nose. That'll be enough of that abuse. I'm not kidding you. You see what this is? Uh, you're liberated. Hopefully I can give a talk on that, but it's very hard to, I start to choke on those words. You have to see, it has to actually be, something you see, not something that occurred that now you're 
I used to be this way, but now I'm this way. It'll be the whole beingness quality will just come apart. I'm wondering where my say so is. Are you saying in the intention? In in a relative sense or in an ultimate sense? It's it's the whole thing together. You can't do anything relative that doesn't show up ultimately. And it's not a showing up, it's not separate from it. And the relative truth and the absolute truth are not two different things. They're two different aspects of the same thing that tend tend to show up that way. Like a magic show. So all you have to do is your situation, return to the vow. You might need to do a lot of that. Well, it seems like intention has like a conceptual aspect. A louder. It seems like intention can have a conceptual aspect tied to it. I intend to blank. And I'm just wondering where my choice, where is my choice and what intentions arise? You don't have a choice. Even intention is not exactly a choice. It's intention with no intentioner. It looks like you're doing that when you receive the vow. A jukai. It's just a way of, I call it, gluing yourself to the path. It's a really relative, stick yourself to it. So when you try to Things pull you another way. You you're pulled this way. If you become fully ordained as a monk, which I'm not requ- I'm not uh, suggesting that at all. Probably done enough. Not done enough damage to your ego. And that's just the relative idea. There isn't any. It's not unreal, so you don't really have to be concerned with that. Anytime you see one thing, you're going to find a polarity. Illusion. You're going to find something that's not illusion. Enlightenment. You're going to find insanity. Do I have say so over my intentions? The the say so is is the vow. The, the say so is the bodhicitta, the mind of awakening. It's it's doing it. It, it manifests as a separate being. It manifests as biyun or longchampa. Manifests that way. Realize that, and you will function that way. You'll function uh, in both ways. You'll function as an apparent human being with body weight that is being drawn towards the center of the earth and you'll feel like you're here but you will know not in form of in the form of knowledge that there isn't any place that you aren't you're beyond locality beyond positionality beyond life and death you're beyond beyond but it's not actually beyond because that's more relativity so it's a relative way to, of talking about it talking about it it's hard not to say talk about it uh, talking about yeah who does that let's see Chazan, he's the one that does that somewhat. You feel corrected, Chazan? Well, I need to push harder on you then. Is there, you okay? Yes. Is there another question on, uh, on Zoom?
Everybody knows everything then? We have 45 screens on there. So let's see somebody I can pick on here. Those people all look like they know how to stay behind their name. Brian, Brian, Brian Bowen. Go ahead, Brian. Um, is, is clarity uh, a fundamental quality of the mind? So, well, it's a, you know, a pretty strong concept, clarity, and it's opposed to cloudiness or confusion. Uh, I would say it's fu- fundamental. We're using that. But you can't just be clear. You know, because if you're just clear, then it because of the, the uh, because of non-duality, it's going to feel very cloudy because you're clear about the cloudiness, which is what the Buddha went through 2,500 years ago when he saw that confusion or samsara was not separate from awakening and that Buddhas and sentient beings were not different from each other. You you sometimes say that... um... If we're clear about this, then we'll be liberated. Yes. Um, um, I I wanted to relate that to the the idea you said that sometimes we will have um, little fruitions. um, A kind of. You also talk about not having results, but sometimes that does feel like progress. Sure. It, yeah. It feels like it. I was surprised to hear you say that um, um, Jenshu asked about uh, ease on the path or on the train. Um, you you don't often talk about there being ease. You, I mean, I sometimes feel that you you don't want to um, you don't want to throw a bone to to you know the students too much to us to. Um, is I I sometimes feel that I do feel a sense of ease on the path. Okay. Is 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 that correct? Well, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. There's nothing correct, correct or incorrect. Is sometimes the particular passage that any of us are going through. Sometimes it can get soften up a lot, and with no apparent causation happening, we just find that uh, maybe, like uh, Chazan was saying the other day, uh, that he did a four-hour block set, and and uh, I, I don't know if you use the word enjoyment, Chazan, but it was like you you, you liked it. You sat there, but you, of course you've been sitting quite a bit for the last uh, 12 years. And so if you go out and sit for four hours, that's that's quite a contrast to a um, month-long retreat, which you've done. So it's just four hours out of the day and feels pretty good. It's kind of my way of saying it. And actually, I think I think the Vidyatar also said it. It's kind of luxurious to not have anything to do but sit there. Is there something, yes. uh, there's something very... You're here, you're present, and with nothing much to do. So it's a, it's a good good thing to uh, experience. And there's nothing to 
you know, we're not trying to stir up more troubles. So make sure we're, oh my gosh, I, I think I got off the train. And I still have a lot of terrible, gnarly things to go through yet. I better torture myself. This is why, just like the Buddha kind of went through that himself in certain early phases of his practice, I guess it was in that six-year period where he went without eating and he sat and he didn't have any clothes and he sat on really sharp rocks instead of really nice, soft uh, kusha grass. So he he was kind of deliberately working with the whole idea of pain. Wow. My guess, I don't know for sure, but he he said at the end of his uh, sojourn on on the uh, um, the second wake up, he saw that life is suffering, and he reported that to his friends, fellow practitioners, or um, Paravajikas. And they either became students of his, or maybe they went another way. But there's nothing to correct. Whatever shows up in the mind stream needs to be there. So whatever shows up, positive, negative, or neutral, it has causes and conditions. If you can identify it as something, something about your mind, then it, then it's definitely risen. Pretty hard to see nothing. Especially if you're reporting. Go ahead. Um, so if joy, joy shows up, then it has a right to be there. Yes. Thank you. Yes, sir. Question from Eric Hendrickson in Idaho. Eric, he's down here somewhere. Go ahead, Eric. Can we receive and not know what is being received? Yes. We never know really what's being received. We only see the, the face of it. We only see parts of it. But when we receive, then we get all of the things that we were not seeing before the actual attitude or intention to receive, receive. There's other things, receive, receive the, you just get the head of the dragon. And then, then you start to see all the more complications as they keep coming and coming and coming. Things will keep coming until they don't. Um, you said it's uh, not a state of mind. It is mind. What is it? A, con a consciousness only. We're still we're still dealing with concepts, so we have to use them somewhat. Consciousness. We kind of understand what that is together. Only we understand what that means. It, nothing else. Empty of other. So we're we're trying to make it as simple as possible. So any of us, uh, when we're reflecting on that, we can see that. It's being it's being pointed at. There isn't anything else with this, and it's not a, a a bunch of separate things inside of a container. There's just this. Even the the separations, the glomeruli in the kidney, or the um, gumballs in the glass thing. That you that, where where can you get those now? Again, you put in five cents and you get jawbreakers. Remember those? Twenty five cents. Is it twenty five cents? Oh. You can understand that. That's due to the Republicans, right? No. <laughs> Got to blame somebody. What about <clears throat> it's everything that we see, mind, our mind? There isn't anything but your mind. That's that's an amazing when the when the when the when the identity, the, the grasping at, at somebody who's trying to be somebody or even maintain your own life. 
And that just comes apart. And it comes apart through awareness. It does not come, come apart through um, philosophical speculations or some kind of interior uh, polishing of the, the structure of consciousness by pushing this and pulling that and agreeing with this and some kind of a, a working on it from some existential or physiological, any of that. Those show up somewhat, but there's a lot more to do than just gather up evidence for things. There's no evidence for awakening. If there is, it's not awakening. It's just something that you have evidence for. Question from Isaac in Illinois. Isaac. If my idea of what putting others first looks like is dependently arisen, then how do I return to that intention? You're already doing it. You can't ask that question. You're already doing that. Just continue. Just continue. You're on that train. It's just I'm trying to keep you from jumping out the window. Oh, and you're welcome, by the way. Are the mind are the mind and absolute the same? Bowing. Are the mind and what? Absolute. Are you tired? Me too. Yes. Same thing. But they can be different. They could show up differently, but they're fundamentally pointing at this and you can't even that it's it's um as long as you don't do anything with it but you, you just look at that it's just that but if you try to go in there and sort things out and come to other conclusions because now you know that those are the same that must mean blah 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 that's all extra don't have to do that the important thing is to see the the falsehood of the separate identity but that's unreal that needs to show up probably probably could go another way i don't know to see that so that the what is out there well there's a possibility of seeing that 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 is an illusion also even though it has a, a solidity to it. that's the polarity identity me and that stuff those are both unreal if there is a clamping down on me and what I need to do, my, I'm right, I am uh, was wrong then, but now I've got it in this uh, relative world. Then we have things like the war in the Ukraine. But it's a landslide that's been going on for countless time from every direction. Big, huge landslide of otherness and of warfare, of greed, intense greed and the demand for it to be in control. You don't have to do that. You might have to live in a world where that's happening and you might have to help people who are dealing with that kind of situation, help people who have no mind training. But you can free yourself from this. Become free from your conflicting emotions without getting rid of them. If you're waiting for them to disappear, uh, you need a teacher. It doesn't have to be me. Okay, I have enough 
Go ahead, please. Um, I was looking at a, a slogan, train without bias in all areas. And I was wondering, how do I find my own bias since I'm maybe like blinded from it? Bowing. Yeah, I think, I think it would be just a process. That's from uh, Atisha's seven points of mind training. But it doesn't matter. That's a that's a slogan. I've heard it before. Um, train without bias. That's a it's a tall order. And my way of talking about it or teaching it, as I'm sure you've heard, is watch the bias, but don't fix it. They're saying they're teaching differently, which is fine. Uh, which is uh, maybe better than what I'm saying. But what I, the way I say this is: look at the, be aware of the bias that you have. It might take a while to, as you're training or doing sitting meditation. As you're attending, in our situation, attending the book study where you're working with other people who have their ideas about what's being read, if they're bold enough to share them. I'm not talking about encouraging people to teach others, but you could share how that looks to you, what's just been read, you can share that. And then your situation is, uh, uh, and mine or anyone's, is get to the wall, sit down, hold still, and watch the bias keep coming up. Don't push it away. Don't get unbiased. Train without bias. I wouldn't say that. I would say include everything, the bias, everything. Otherwise, you won't get a clear idea of how bias actually works. You have to really see what that is, that bias, that that sometimes hidden grasping at a self who is needy, who needs something. And maybe they don't even know they're needy. We don't even know. I don't even know. We're needy until we see the actually have to see the claws that are hooked into the otherness. I need to have my way. I need to be confirmed. I need to be validated. Um, I'm not going to take that off of those people. Look closely, my friends and my enemies. Look closely. Look closely at the at the mind stream and see who you are, and see who you aren't. Go ahead. A question from Tomas in the UK. Tomas. It looks like to be aware much deeper about a craving becomes controllable. So many cravings in my mind. What do I need on a daily basis to understand the matter? So I'm very biased when it comes to this, this kind of a question. I don't know you. I think you might have asked your question before, so I'm not sure of all the uh, parameters around your personal life, what that's about, but I, it looks like you're doing sitting meditation. Continue to get to the wall as much as possible. This you, you can't, I'm not saying you can't meditate once a day for half an hour or an hour, and that won't be helpful to you relatively, but to have any kind of ultimate understanding, it's going to take a lot more than that. It's going to take lots and lots of meditation practice. It might scare you if you, I tell you how much. So, train by sitting meditation, and if it if it works for you, join our. We have twelve, uh, eleven book studies every week. When I think I join all of them the last half hour or so. You're welcome to join one of those, or not, or or continue to study on your own. It's up to you. Sure. How do we function if we're not subject to conflicting emotions? Are you saying you're not subject to conflicting emotions? I'm not saying that. 
You feel like saying that? You want to get a big dose of conflicting emotions? <laughs> okay. So I won't, I won't uh, call down the Garudas. That, you know, that probably, probably is going to show up in anybody's mind stream, conflicting emotions. Um, so. It's, it would just be uh, the person. The person is there on the cushion. You are. Someone is there and are practicing. And if they're not, like, uh, go back to um, uh, Chazan, who said something about sitting for four hours. And of course, this is someone who's done a lot of meditating in the last dozen years. So you will have periods where not much is happening there. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I didn't get to what it was you wanted to know. Go ahead. Excuse me. If conflicting emotions are showing up, how do I function and not be controlled by them? Oh, just uh, just observe them without any uh, intellection following up behind them to explain what they're why they're happening, who caused them, how they got there, what you could have done to keep that from even happening, that emotional uh, reaction that's happening, to to go to some kind of blame to, that tends to reinforce it. You're actually getting, giving it a. Uh, it's like you're, you're. It's like you're coming in and you're giving it a. Uh, excuse me. You're actually painting the trajectory. It's like uh, the jet trails. It's like you're, you've got a jet trail. You're going to hook it to that and say, "This is where it came from. He, she, they caused that. This is why I'm having this conflicting emotion." And sometimes you're, we're doing that with ourselves. We're blaming ourselves for what we should have done, didn't do, um, and those kind of polarities. We, come, we buy into stories about it that keep it elevated. Whereas what I'm recommending you do is just feel that way. When you have a negative, do it for others. Return to your vow. You can even say in your, you could say it out loud. You could say it in your, under your breath. You could say, on behalf of all beings everywhere, including this, this Sangha, in this community, I'm going to receive that negativity without attribution, without leaving what's what you're feeling for who did it. Even though it's obvious they they triggered at least triggered it. Maybe they didn't cause it, but they said something, did something that uh, caused something in your consciousness to get upset. More. Jesus, it's kind of convoluted. I love convoluted. I got you here to help me with it. Um, it seems you've encouraged me to not do anything unless I have to, but if I can, to step through the difficulty and go out towards people. Yes. Um, so it seems like when the difficulty shows up, I've been looking at where where the conflicting part of that is, and trying to align myself with the non-negativity that I take for granted, so that I can go out towards people. Is that extra? Am I doing something with that? It's just the way you need to do it. I don't see anything to adjust or correct or fix. No, it's a good description, though. Continue. But it, but it won't last. When I say it won't last, that structure you, you, you're using there, don't, don't, uh, don't turn your mind into zombies. In other words, don't, don't resurrect anything that's kind of gone away that used to kind of, you, you see you're kind of leaning on that methodology. And when you see that you're leaning on it, then you're actually 
you know, you're giving it transfusions to keep it alive. Make sense a little bit? It feels like if I were to just observe that, then I wouldn't do the, the reaching out. I would that'd just... Be, that'd be okay. You don't need to have the, the compliment of reaching out to show that what you've been doing in your mind stream is workable and you're doing the right thing and you're a good guy. You're not a good guy. <laughs> you're good, but you're, you're not, the, the personhood is unreal. But the, but the goodness is maybe the only thing that's there. Trunk Rinpoche even talked about basic goodness, a way of talking about um, basic sanity or uh, Buddha, Buddha nature. It's basically without any complications at all, even though it's in the midst of the complications. This is why the, the Buddha can teach in hell. The Buddha can teach in any of the six realms. And probably other realms. More. <clears throat> I guess we can close. Thank you so much. Hi. My name is Sokuren, and I am one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks, and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.